0: Hard rain and slow trains. Stick around for the next hour of Bob Dylan and his fellow travelers.
1: It's a hard. It's a hard.
2: It's a hard. It's a hard
3: rain.
0: Broadcasting to you from KEPW 97.3 FM. PeaceWorks Community Radio in Eugene, Oregon. And streaming online at KEPW.org.
2: Street streets of Rome. Yeah. leva
0: Welcome back to Hard Rain and Slow Trains, Bob Dylan and fellow travelers. And that is how Bob Dylan rang in the new year in 1972, singing with the band, the first time in two and a half years at the New York Academy of Music. It was the last of a series of concerts that the band performed at the Academy and drew from for their 1972 live album Rock of Ages, although none of the Dylan tracks, which came from the encore from the New Year's Eve show, were on it. The four songs with Dylan were included on the 2000 reissue of Rock of Ages. The other two songs, Down in the Flood and Like a Rolling Stone, closed out our episode from June 17th of last year, 2021, 1971, A Golden Anniversary. Tonight, you guessed it, it is 1972, A Golden Anniversary. We are almost halfway through the calendar year of 2022, so let's take another tour through Dylan's activities 50 years ago in 1972. 1972 is one of Dylan's quiet years, years where we have very little to no professional recordings or performances from Dylan. Those years are 1968, 1972, 1977, and 1982. Of those four years, 1972 is unique in that we have a number of different recordings where Dylan helped out some of his friends as a session musician, singing backup vocals and playing either the harmonica, piano, or guitar. 1972 was an election year in the United States. Richard Nixon defeated George McGovern in the November presidential election. McGovern ran on a platform of immediately withdrawing all American forces from Vietnam. On June 17th, five White House operatives were arrested for burglarizing offices at the D.C. headquarters for the Democratic National Committee. This, of course, would begin a scandal that in 1974 would prematurely end Nixon's presidency. Before anyone knew anything about that, Steve Goodman, Chicago songwriter, musician, and singer, and good friend of John Prine, recorded election year rag in New York City. Coming along to the recording session was Bob Dylan, who performed piano and sang backup on a couple of tracks and was credited on the LP cover as Robert Milkwood Thomas. Recorded in mid-September of 1972, here is Steve Goodman, along with Dave Bromberg, Ken Kosick on fiddle, Steve Mosley on drums, Steve Berg on bass, Mark Horowitz on banjo, and Robert Milkwood Thomas, tickling the ivories with election year rack and somebody else's troubles.
4: Come on, babe, won't you take a chance? Papa's gonna show you a brand new dance and shuffle on down. Now don't you be no drag and do that election year rag. You take two steps to the left and two steps to the right. And then you stand in the middle and you hang on tight. And come on down now. Don't you lag and do that election year rag. Jump on that old bandwagon. Here's what we're gonna do. Get down to the precinct captain's house this morning and scarf up some lame trucks too. Don't you cry, don't shed no tears You know it only comes around every four years And I'm your dark horse and you're my nag. Do that election you're at You need a scorecard, well you really don't have to bust You know the winner's always somebody else and the loser is always us And it's shake it to the east, shake it to the west Hang me down my bulletproof vest It's nobody's choice and it's anybody's guess And do that election, there ain't no selection And do that election, you're back. Show, and the hero got a pie in faith. He didn't like that and he stormed around the stream. But everybody else was laughing in that place.
0: That's cause it ain't hard
4: to get along with somebody else's troubles. And they don't make you lose any sleep at night. Just as long as fate is out there busting. Somebody else's bubbles. Everything's gonna be alright, and everything's gonna be alright. Now, tell me, did you ever have to pay for something that you didn't do? And did you ever figure out the reason why? And when the doctor says this is gonna hurt me a lot more than this hurts you, did you ever figure out it? That's a lie, he knows it ain't too hard To get along with somebody else's troubles And they don't make you lose any sleep at night Just as long as fate is out there busting Somebody else's bubbles, Everything's gonna be alright And everything'll be alright The boss come walking down along that factory line He said we all have to tighten up our belts But he didn't look any thinner than he did a year ago And no wonder just how hungry that man fell But he knows it ain't too hard To get along with somebody else's troubles And they don't make you lose any sleep at night Just as long as fate is out there busting
2: somebody
4: else's bubbles, everything's gonna be alright, and everything is gonna be alright, I asked that undertaker what it took to make him laugh, when all he ever saw is Hands me a bunch of flowers that he'd received on my behalf Said Steve, business just gets better all the time And it ain't too hard to get along with somebody else's troubles And they don't make you lose any sleep at night Just as long as fate is out there in somebody else's bubbles Everything's gonna be alright Everything is going to be all right.
0: Steve Goodman with Somebody Else's Troubles. I mentioned that Goodman was a good friend of John Prine. Around the same time Dylan recorded with Goodman, he gave a small crowd at a John Prine show at the Bitter End in New York, The Kick of Their Lives, when Dylan joined Prine on stage to play harmonica and sing along on three Prine songs. There is no known recording of this impromptu performance, which included the songs Donald and Lydia and Sam Stone, so let's listen to Prime performing Sam Stone on WTTW in Chicago on an episode of Open Air. Uh,
5: uh, there are some na- new names on nightclubs. Uh, one of them is the Earl of Old Town, and uh, uh, a man who spends an awful lot of time there and makes a lot of people happy is with us tonight, John Pryne.
3: Sam Stone came home to his wife and family After serving in the conflict overseas And the time that he served Had shattered all his nerves And left a little shrapnel in his knee But the morphine eased the pain and the grass grew around his brain and Gave him all the confidence he lacked With well, a purple heart and a monkey on his back There's a hole in daddy's arm where all the money goes Jesus Christ died for nothing, I suppose Little pitchers have big ears, don't stop to count the yards. Sweet songs never last too long, on broken radios. Mm-hmm. Sam Stone's welcome home Little not last too long. Went to work when he'd spent his last dime. And Sammy took to stealing when he got that empty feeling For a hundred dollar habit without overtime. And the gold rolled through his veins like a thousand railroad trains, and eased his mind in the hour. They chose While the kids ran around Wired up people's clothes There's a hole in Daddy's arm Where all the money goes Jesus Christ died for nothing I suppose the Little pitchers have big ears Don't stop to count the years Sweet songs never last too long On broken radios Mm -hmm. Sam Stone was alone When he popped his last balloon Climbing walls while sitting in a chair. Well, he played his last request while the room smelled just like death. Well, an overdose of it in the eye. But life had lost its fun, and there was nothing to be done but trade his house that he bought on the G.I.P.O. Fall flag draped Casket on a local Hero's hill he There's a hole In daddy's arms Where all the money goes Jesus Christ Died for nothing I suppose Little pictures Have big ears Don't stop To count the yards Sweet songs Never last too long, Home, huh? broken radios. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Did you know Sam Stone? Uh, no, it just rhymed with home. Huh? It just rhymed with home. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Did you know somebody who was a Sam Stone? Uh, well, it was more or less, uh, uh um, I was just kind of disillusioned after I got out of the Army, you know, and, uh, that's what it started out to be, and, and, uh, that's the way the song fell together,
5: so. Where were you in uh, the days we were talking about Gator Horn, early 60s? Uh, I was so. in high school. <laughs> yeah, the same country songs in the closet. <laughs> uh, you made a lot of trips. You're from Chicago, from Maywood. Right? Maywood, right? Proviso East. What's what's that? Proviso East. Yeah. Proviso Middle. Right. <laughs> uh, yet you went uh, you went back home to Kentucky, and you really weren't influenced uh, a lot by the, the city folk people. Uh, your your influences came out of out of your home back in kentucky right
3: um mainly yeah i just never got a chance i never got down to any clubs or anything I saw Ray charles
5: twice
3: <laughs> <laughs> that, that ought to do
5: it i <laughs> uh you were at the gate of horror at the uh, earl of old town rather uh i don't know how long ago and a guy walked in right a lot of people we've uh, been talking about tonight uh started at the gate and we mentioned bill cosby and people like that Uh, and you were in a similar situation. You were not uh, a world-famous talent. You were sitting at the Earl one night, and uh, Chris Christofferson walked in, and what happened there?
3: Oh, yeah, Stevie
5: Goodman brought him
3: over, and uh, Steve sings over at the Earl a lot, too, along with uh, Bonnie Kolak and uh, the Holstein brother. And uh, uh, Stevie had been playing with uh, Christofferson over at uh, uh, Richard Harding's place Quiet night. And uh, he brought him over to hear uh, some of my songs over to Earl. And uh, he was about the only audience. It was pretty late at night, you know. There was a lot of empty chairs around. Uh, we were getting ready to close up, but uh, we stayed open an extra hour. You know. Did he say I'll make you a star, kid? No. No. Did he just. Uh, no. He just. Uh, uh, They listened to the songs. That was good good enough for me.
0: John Prine in 1972 on the studio stage of WTTW in Chicago with Sam Stone. Prine released his second album, Diamonds in the Rough, in 1972. And we are focusing on the 50th anniversary of 1972 tonight in our 1972, a golden anniversary episode of Hard Rain and Slow Trains, Bob Dylan and Fellow Travelers. One of Dylan's favorite American bands in the 1960s was the Sir Douglas Quintet. He became friends with its frontman, Doug Som, and when Dylan lived in Tucson, which he did for part of 1972, he would sometimes jam with them. Later, the Sir Douglas Quintet's organ player, Augie Myers, would play on both Time Out of Mind and Love and Theft. In 1972, Doug Somm disbanded the Sir Douglas Quintet and then started recording his first solo outing in October, which would be released in 1973. Doug Somm and Band. Dylan joined his friend Sam in Atlanta Recording Studios in New York for four of those sessions, from October 9th through October 12th. Here is a collection of some of those recordings.
1: that uh, the album that Dylan was on with you, is that still in print, the Atlantic record? Yeah, Ansel has it Yeah, that's, yeah, out, that's also out in England. In
6: England. Yeah. It's yeah.
3: not available in the U.S.
1: Because
7: that was a
3: real
1: big deal in about yeah, 73, was. wasn't
3: it? Mm-hmm. Well, right. I just moved here, and I was one of the only guys that had a major deal, and Bob Dylan would come to town, would run around town, and, and it was a scene, man. That's why it's, you know, again, like people that or have just came here, there's a whole group of us old-timers kind of still a little hung up in the past, you know, whether good or bad, they can make their own opinions about it. but. You know, we're in the Dillow on the Soap Creek, and there was no 6th Street, and there was a split rail up the street, you know, it was a great time to be here. It was still kind of undiscovered, you know.
0: Doug Somm from a 1989 television interview. In many ways, Dylan's onstage appearance with John Prine at the Bitter End in September and his September recording with Steve Goodman and October recording with Doug Somm are similar to his activities in the summer of 1975, three years later, when he was frequenting the Bitter End where the late Bob Newworth was performing. In 1975, Dylan attended shows in the village, played with friends, and ended up going on the road in late October and November for an historic string of concerts and to shoot a film. In 1972, Dylan attended shows in the village, played with friends, and ended up traveling to Mexico in November to shoot a film with Sam Peckinpah in Durango. While recording the soundtrack for Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid in 1973, Dylan would call upon his friend Roger McGuinn to help him in the Burbank Recording Studio. McGuinn may have been even more than usually disposed to help him out because Dylan had just recorded with McGuinn, playing harmonica on I'm So Restless, a song that McGuinn co-wrote with Jacques Levy, with whom Dylan would collaborate to write most of the songs on desire in three years. There is speculation that Dylan is the Mr. D in the first verse of the song. Recorded in Los Angeles in October or November of 1972, just as Dylan was preparing to take his family down to Durango for filming, here is I'm So Restless, with Dylan helping Roger McGuinn with harmonica.
1: All my troubles behind the locked door Laying with my lady Was on my door Oh, I know what you mean And it sounds good for me But, oh, Mr. D, I'm so restless Hey, Mr. L, do you want me to yell To howl at the moon If I'm losing my grip? And finding myself a picture of mental and physical health. But I'm still can't use all that Indian trip Oh, I know what you mean, and it sure rings a bell. But oh, Mr. L, I'm so restless. in the side. I never say no. If it gives me a thrill, oh, I. Know.
0: Welcome back to 20 Pounds of Headlines, your news from the 1972 world of Bob Dylan. Dylan's performances of Woody Guthrie's I Ain't Got No Home, Dear Mrs. Roosevelt, and The Grand Coulee Dam from the Woody Guthrie Memorial Concert on January 20, 1968, were released in January of 1972 on the Warner Brothers record, A Tribute to Woody Guthrie Part 1. His participation in This Land is Your Land was included in A Tribute to Woody Guthrie Part 2, which was then released in April. In March, the concert for Bangladesh was given theatrical distribution. It included a number of Dylan's performances from the two Madison Square Garden concerts of August 1st, 1971. In December, Dylan's film Eat the Document, shot in Europe in the spring of 1966, was screened for the first time at the Whitney Museum of American Art in New York. In 1972, the Winter Olympics were held in Japan, and the Summer Olympics, marred by the tragedy of the murder of 11 Israeli athletes, were held in Munich. Nixon went to China, Motown went to L.A., the Soviet Union sent an unmanned spaceship to the moon, the U.S. sent its final, to-date, manned mission to the moon, Joan Baez was part of a peace delegation that went to Hanoi, and Jane Fonda went to North Vietnam. In 1972, 759 American soldiers were killed in Vietnam, which was 1,600 fewer than in 1971. Also in 1972, 39,587 South Vietnamese were killed, which was over 16,000 more than in 1971. We don't have a year-by-year breakdown of the number of North Vietnamese killed, but 1.1 million North Vietnamese died during the two decades between the mid-50s and mid-1970s. In January of 72, a Japanese soldier, Shochi Yokoi, was discovered in Guam. He had spent 28 years in the jungle, never having surrendered after World War II. Bloody Sunday took place in Ireland on January 30th, as the British Army killed 14 unarmed protesters in Derry. The Dallas Cowboys, with quarterback Roger Staubach, claimed their first Super Bowl victory by defeating the Miami Dolphins in New Orleans. Ella Fitzgerald was part of the halftime show, which was a salute to Louis Armstrong. In the World Series in the fall, the Oakland A's defeated the Cincinnati Reds. In March, The Godfather premiered. At the Oscars in April, the French Connection won Best Picture. In May, George Wallace, governor of Alabama, was shot and paralyzed at a political rally in Maryland. La Pieta, in the Vatican, was attacked by Laszlo Toth with a hammer, knocking off one of the Virgin Mary's arms and part of her nose. The bank heist that became the inspiration for Dog Day Afternoon took place in August at a Chase Manhattan bank. In September, Bobby Fischer defeated Boris Spatsky to become the first American world chess champion. Heinrich Bull received the Nobel Prize in Literature. And Atari debuted Pong, its first arcade game.
5: Good evening. I have asked for this radio and television time tonight for the purpose of announcing that we today have concluded an agreement to end the war and bring peace with honor in Vietnam and in Southeast Asia. The following statement is being issued at this moment in Washington and Hanoi. At 12.30 Paris time today, January 23, 1973, The agreement on ending the war and restoring peace in Vietnam was initialed by Dr. Henry Kissinger on behalf of the United States and Special Advisor Lee Tho on behalf of the Democratic Republic of Vietnam.
7: 1972,
0: in many ways, was the end of the 1960s. Right at the beginning of 1973, events that dominated the 60s changed. In January, Nixon announced the signing of an agreement that would conclude America's military involvement in Vietnam. That same month, just two days before Roe vs. Wade was decided, which er, uh, gave birth to a cultural issue and a culture war that continues to this day. Music was changing as well. In What You Want Is In The Limo, Michael Walker posits that 1973 would be the year that arena rock was born, when bands like Led Zeppelin, Alice Cooper, and The Who completed a transformation of the rock landscape from what it was in the 60s to what it would become, big business enterprises oriented around selling out arenas to which bands would travel in private jets. Peace, love, and understanding gave way to sex, drugs, and rock and roll. By 1973, teenagers became a major economic force to which businesses were catering, and the emerging Watergate scandal exacerbated a cynicism that was already taking root in America. Meanwhile, Dylan's first creative cycle, which extends from his arrival in New York in 1961 to mid-1973, was coming to a close. After recording the soundtrack for Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid in early 1973, Dylan began preparing new songs, which he would record with the band in November of 1973, and then hauled to the marketplace in January of 74, as he launched his first concert tour since 1966, entering a different period of his career that would take him into the 1980s. And that's the news 50 years ago in the world of Bob Dylan. A couple more items from 2022. First, I have reported in previous editions of 20 Pounds of Headlines that the version of Blowin' in the Wind that will be auctioned by Christie's in July as an Ionic original, a new kind of acetate that T-Bone Burnett's company has developed, was from the 2021 Shadow Kingdom sessions. That was wrong. In a presentation accompanying the playing of the recording at Power Station in New York, the studio where Infidels was recorded, T-Bone Burnett clarified that the sessions that he produced in 2021, from which Blowing in the Wind was drawn, were separate sessions than those for the Shadow Kingdom project. Second, we wished Paul McCartney a happy 80th birthday last week. Two days after McCartney's birthday, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys also turned 80 to mark the occasion, a video was released on YouTube with many famous musicians wishing him a happy birthday. Among them, Elton John, Smokey Robinson, Carol King, David Crosby, Graham Nash, John Fogerty, Jeff Bridges, Al Jardine, Chuck D, and this guy.
3: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Brian.
0: Enjoy what we're doing here on Hard Rain and Slow Trains, Bob Dylan and fellow travelers. And if you are in a position to help, we know times, as well as the rain, can be hard. Consider supporting the show through Patreon. Simply go to patreon.com, that's P A T R E O N.com, where you can look up Hard Rain and Slow Trains and pledge $3 a month, which gives you access to behind the scenes articles on the episodes. $10 a month, which provides access to the complete playlists for all the episodes, or $30 a month. Anything you donate goes back into Hard Rain and Slow Trains to help keep the show going, which is produced for KEPW as an all-volunteer labor of love. All three years' worth of episodes are available for free on the Hard Rain and Slow Trains webpage and your favorite podcasting app. But producing and archiving the show does take money. If you're already a patron, thank you. And whether or not you can support the show, please consider writing a review of Hard Rain and Slow Trains through the podcasting app you use. It's a little thing you can do to help us out. Also, don't be a stranger. You can contact us through Twitter at Rain Trains to let us know how we're doing, make suggestions, or participate in the conversation about Bob Dylan and his fellow travelers pulling through the hard rain on that slow train.
2: I felt the earth
7: First time ever I saw.
0: 1972 in music, the year of the Eagles' debut, the year of Jerry Garcia's first solo album, the year of Jackson Brown's first album. You heard Roberta Flack with her version of Ewan McCall's The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face, which he wrote for his wife, Peggy Seeger, sister to Mike Seeger and half-sister to Pete Seeger. Flack's version was the top-selling single of 1972, according to Billboard. We just played you and McCall in last week's episode on Soon After Midnight. I heard from a number of people about how blown away they were by his a cappella version of the ballad, Thomas Rhymer. You also heard the second-highest-selling single of 1972, Gilbert O'Sullivan's Alone Again, Naturally. The Irish O'Sullivan, now 75, still performs, and as Tom Waits would say, he's big in Japan. It's time once again for Who Did It Better? This is your chance to vote for whose version of the Song of the Week you think is better.
2: Somebody just asked me if i registered to
1: vote. Go to our Twitter page at Ray Train.
3: And vote for Who Did It
2: Better?
0: Last week on Who Did It Better, we asked you to tell us who did soon after midnight better Aoife O'Donovan or John Glace and the Burnt Remains. And with 67% of the vote, you told us that Aoife O'Donovan did it better. Both O'Donovan and Glaze rendered beautiful versions of this 10-year-old song. This week at Who Did It Better, we are going to ask you to choose between a couple of great 1972 versions of Bobby Charles's Tennessee Blues.
3: Our good friend Bobby Charles. He never got fancy.
0: But he always got his point across. Bobby Charles was friends with the band, and he was one of the musicians included in the Last Waltz. In fact, Rick Danko helped produce Bobby Charles's debut album, on which Tennessee Blues appeared. Danko, as well as Levon Helm and Garth Hudson, played on the album, along with other Dylan alum, the late Bob Newhart, Jeff Maldauer, and Ben Keith, who played on Dylan's versions of George Jackson and Wallflower. Charles recorded and released Tennessee Blues in 1972. Doug Somm, who had one of the best ears for great songs, almost immediately went into the studio to record it for his first solo album. Along for the Tennessee ride was Bob Dylan, who played harmonica on it. Listen to these two versions of Tennessee blues, and then go to our Twitter page at Rain Trains and tell us who did it better. Jeff, I know you're listening. Being from Tennessee, I want to hear which version you think is better during Deadish.
6: If I had my way I'd leave here today I'd move in a hurry I'd find me a place Where I could stay And i have to work Thank you. Forget all my regrets and keep just the good times. Some place I could sleep and nothing but peace. Feel free at all. Some place I could lose, these Tennessee, some place I could lose.
2: I could lose as Tennessee blue I Find me a spot on some mountain top legs lakes all around valleys and streams, birds in the trees, and lakes that surround me, a place I feel sea Blue A place to forget All my regrets And keep just the good times Some place I could sleep And nothing Hello. we
0: Now go to our Twitter page to vote and tell us who did Tennessee Blues better, Bobby Charles or Doug Som with some understated harmonica from Bob Dylan. Stay tuned to KEPW for Deadish, where Jeff will be featuring the Crowlingen Festival from June of 1970. The show will play the music from Airplane, Santana, Pink Floyd, and Fairport Convention. Let's go out tonight by jumping forward from 1972, 28 years in time, to the year 2000. We played a lot of Doug Som tonight, as Dylan spent a lot of time with him in 1972. What a pleasant surprise it was for me when I caught Dylan playing the Roseland Theatre on June 15th of 2000, and toward the end of his set, he broke out Som's biggest hit with the Sir Douglas Quintet, She's About a Mover. Som had just died about seven months earlier. With the great band including Larry Campbell, Charlie Sexton, Tony Gagné, and David Kemper, here it is. Come on back to Hard Rain and Slow Trains, Bob Dylan, and fellow travelers next week when we will have another installment of May Your Song Always Be Sung series, which highlights Dylan's songs, playing both different live versions and cover versions by other musicians. Next week, the featured song will be Simple Twist of Fate, the second track from Dylan's masterpiece, Blood on the Tracks.
1: They sat together in the park As the evening sky grew dark she looked at him and he felt a spark tingle
2: to his bones
1: twas then he felt a